Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I forgot to hit the record button. Okay. Uh, so good. So we're we're hot. Have you ever heard that saying before? Hot, which means you're live. You're hot, Max. Yeah, because it's flipping thirty-five degrees here. No, oh, you're <laughs> Italian. What what part of Italy are you? Are you really Italian, Max? I'm starting to have my doubts. working okay great are you sure uh, i don't know i mean i'm as sure as you can be i mean it's working just that second ago when i actually go to uh to, to make it go live that's a different matter i can't believe it. we do two at a uh -huh. time so it's kind of like i screwed up two weeks in a row uh, did you hear my little <laughs> apology on the last one I, I didn't i didn't listen to it yet you haven't listened to it yet okay i i had to, i thought i had to preface uh, it with an it with an apology um, to people. Hopefully, not scare them away too much. Wow, is it hot or what? Did I mention it was hot? Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do very well in the heat. My uh, my first wife, wife mm. number one, was uh, from Indonesia, and I used to go around there. I used to like you know I went there a few times um, mm. to uh, to obviously meet all the in-laws. I actually went to the jungle. I had to go to the jungle because they were very, very strict about meeting. Meet the in-laws. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally serious. I had to go to the jungle and I was the first white person uh, that they had seen. I had to go and meet various uh, relatives, um, no matter how I, far, <laughs> no matter how far relative. I really want to ask you how you met, but I don't know if I want to. No, know. we met in England. We met, uh, we met in London. Uh, oh, yeah. I, was, I was a sales assistant at uh, Barkers of Kensington or whatever it was called back then. I think it was Barkers of Kensington on Kensington High Street. I was a sales assistant selling, uh, selling suits and, uh, and my wife was working in the lingerie department. So it was a bit awkward to go chat her up. I had to go hang out in the lingerie department, which nowadays is, is possibly a bit creepy sounding, but um, I think people get arrested for that now. Yeah, mainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so I was the only, yeah, I was the first white person they saw out there. But anyway, the point was, I'm, you know, in this particular forest area, I also, it was very embarrassing. I sat on the bed, uh, which broke because it was made for a child, basically. Uh, they were very small oh. people. And that forest. child had to sleep on the, on the floor. <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't a child's bed, but it looked like a children's bed. And uh, I, it was very embarrassing. I felt very large. And people used to, all the kids in the village used to come up and try to touch my skin to see what my skin felt like being white. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then I, you know, I walked around. I felt like, I felt like uh, in Gulliver's Travels. I felt like that giant. And then I sat in the bed and it just broke in half. Uh, it was all a bit awkward, really. Um, but I'm saying it because it was very hot. And I have this affliction to the heat where it puts me to sleep. I, j I just go to sleep. It's like a... Um, it's like a it's like a drug. I just go to sleep, and I, at some point, apparently, the uh, one of the relatives said, "Are you sure you want to marry this guy? He seems very lazy. <laughs> <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> He's sleeping all the time. He's very lazy. It's a bad idea." Uh, so, and so anyway, I managed to I managed to stay awake today. Uh, most of it, drinking lots of water. Sweating, very good for That's your, good. Uh, very good for your skin, apparently. And we're here to talk because it's actually not a weekend. We're actually recording this on a, it's a Monday, right? Monday. We're recording this well, on a Monday. It's supposed to come out. 
because outrageously, and I'm pretty sure this isn't in your contract, uh, you're taking a holiday. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we'd have to seriously review the terms and conditions. Uh, I know, but you know, you left that close open, so I said, <laughs> "Well, I'll take it now before he notices." Yeah, yeah. I always feel outraged when people take holidays. As a self-employed person, I am outraged. I know this isn't politically correct because you know it's all about you know we're all you know we're all I don't know special people that need to have well, time off and stuff. But I. But if you if you're self-employed and if you can't take holidays, it's your boss's fault. Yeah, it is. It is. I actually, I haven't taken a day off this year. I'm not sure when the last, I actually worked over Christmas as well. And I'm not sure last year how many days I took off. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I did take a couple off. But, uh, but yeah, so I remember I used to, in my office, I used to go to the office on, uh, on a bank holidays and not even realize it's a bank holiday. And I used to be fuming at 9.30 and like making phone calls to various people. Where the are you? Get in the office. And be like, Nick, it's a bank holiday. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So you're not coming in then. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> Terrible boss. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so we did. Uh, I actually don't. about the heat. Huh? They're talking about the heat. Is it because it feels like 200 degrees? Oh, it's, it's, honestly, you don't want to see me. Thank God this is an audio podcast. <laughs> you don't want to see me. I, I look like no, I meant because of the coffee, the two hundred degrees roasters. Oh, the two hundred is that? Are we reviewing? Did we do them already? Is that who we're doing today? I don't know. I forgot. I, I opened it here. You were talking oh. about heat, and I was like, oh, maybe oh. he's talking about that. No, okay, I don't. It was completely unrelated. Hold on a second. You see, we're mentioning someone totally else's. Unrelated. We're mentioning someone else's uh, uh, coffee on someone else's <laughs> review. We reviewed it last week. We reviewed. We reviewed two hundred degrees last week. You don't even remember? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah we did. We did. That's because right. We did. Fit the cops and uh, on the horses. The cops on the horses. <laughs> right. That's right. The Twitter. You ramble, but I listen. That was the <laughs> yeah. That was the notice I got on Twitter with the uh, the naked horses. There might be there some nudity in this photograph. All right. <laughs> We are doing ethical, uh, ethical, ethical something, ethical, uh, ethical addictions. Addictions. addictions, ethical addictions. It's not a medical operation, but uh, it's an addic addiction. Yeah, yeah. I will, I, keep, I will keep messing up the pronunciation of it for the rest of the podcast. So, and, and, and what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, it's just a tease because we mentioned that right up front and then we're not going to talk about it till the end. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. Well, <laughs> that's it? how it works. Like, okay, what's the review saying? Well, we're going to talk about that on next week's point. No, we're, we're talking about it. We'll talk about it you soon. Have to, you have to work it. You have to work it. <laughs> have, i got to work the, the audience. I gotta work. Can you imagine what it's yeah. like doing stand-up? I, uh, I, I, I have so much appreciation with people that do stand-up comedy. Like, it's got to be a hard gig, hasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if it was us doing stand-up, we would be scattering the joke, the punchline, across uh, an hour talking. Uh-huh. And, and, then, and then wonder why people are And then we'd forget the punchline, and then there wouldn't be a punchline, and everyone would have gone to sleep by then. Or started throwing bottles yeah. at us if you're in the Midwest of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, like that, that scene out of the Blues Brothers. Ah, oh, that was such a great movie. Yes. Such a great why movie. is there a cage in here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're playing, and they're like, and uh, was it? Uh, is it not John? Bel yeah, John Belushi, John Belushi, and he's like, he's is it with John Belushi? Somebody's late. <clears throat> Somebody's late on the stage. John yeah. Belushi, 
and he's and they're playing, but they're waiting for um, they're waiting for the other guy uh, uh, to turn up, and there and it's all really awkward. And he's just looking to the side, looking to yeah. the side, and, and the and the audience is uh, is getting anxious behind the chicken wire fence in case they throw bottles at him. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's a snapshot of Midwest and, America. And now so that anyway, talked about Jim uh, uh, um, Belushi. We can talk about addictions. Was it Jim? Bel- it was John Belushi. John. Yeah, Jim was his brother. It, it I think Jim's still alive. Yeah, he's the one that died with speedball. So we can talk about the addictions now. We, we we can, but we can't talk about addictions. I need to. I, that's a tease. We've got to keep teasing. Oh. I I need to <laughs> ask you about uh, boilers. All right. So here. So here's Whoa. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boilers. So here's the thing. So yeah. I'm I'm I've for I, mean, I admit this to you. I for for two weeks, every morning I I go and I look. At uh, I go and I look at an at an ECM uh, an ECM espresso machine. I'm I'm really coveting one, and um, stop touching yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. And uh, so I go and I look, and I literally my my finger hovers over the buy now button. There's one left on this. Is they're difficult to get at the moment, but there's one left at this one supplier. And I was looking at it, and then I started mm. to. Um, I actually was going to hit the button today, and then I had some bad news, and then I think, oh, thank God, I didn't buy it. Um, and I, 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 uh, you, you know, I had this business out in Macedonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Macedonia is one of these places where it's very difficult to do, very difficult to do business. It's like, um, it's like they, they, they just want to take, they want to take your money. They want to take your money. I, 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 I don't want to give the exact example, the exact what, what happened uh, today, but let me give you an example of what mm-hmm. it's like to do business over there. This is a true example. Absolutely honest, honest God's truth. I wanted to buy a truck. Okay, so I'm out there. I want to go buy a truck. So over here, you want to go buy a truck. What do you do? You 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 get your your uh, registration document. You go to the guy. You look at the truck. Whatever you 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 sign the registration document. Give him the money. You tear off the bottom part. Mm-hmm. He gives you the bottom part. Now it's your truck, right? Something like that. Yeah, right. Basically, yeah. that's pretty much how it goes. And you send it off and, and etc. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Macedonia, this is how it goes. And I suppose it's a little bit more complex because it's a business. I had a business out there and uh, I wanted to buy a truck. So over there, the first thing you have to do is you have to do an invoice. Totally understandable business, do an invoice. Okay. But you also have to have a contract. Okay. It's a bit more complicated. You need to get lawyers. They need to drop a contract that you want to buy this truck and that you agree the terms to buy the truck. So the other side gets a lawyer as well. So you've got two lawyers involved, two people. And you do an invoice and a pro forma and you stamp it. You need stamps as well, by the way. And you need at least two different types of stamps, little square ones and little round ones. I can never remember which one does which. They have different purposes. So then you have stamps, you have invoices, you have lawyers, and you draw contracts. Uh, But that's not enough. That's that's the first step. Uh, Then you (laughs) you have to go to the notary, all of you, okay? Or with your lawyers, with your lawyers. Mm -hmm. So all of you get into the notary. And you wait in line behind all these other people who are all doing because everything needs to be notarized. If it's not notarized, it's it's not valid. Okay, so you wait in line, and then uh, and then you wait in line, and uh, the eventually you get called up, and you go there, and you say, right, you know, we've got our lawyers, we've got our stamps, we've got our contracts, we've got our invoices. You need to notarize this so that I can I can buy the truck. Ah, they and then say, they pronounce your husband and wife. No, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much you walk out and you're married. And <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I went in to buy a truck. And uh, and and they say, oh, it's a problem. It's, it's what they always say, by the way. So you're prepared for this. Uh-huh. Don't don't go in there with an expectation of actually committing the transaction. You go in there expecting the words, there is a problem. So 
they say the obligatory, there is a problem. And you say, of course, of course there is. What's, what's the problem? And they say, the problem is that uh, the contract is uh, in English and you need to have it in, uh, in English and Macedonian. It needs to be dual language or it's in Macedonian and it needs to be in English and Macedonian. Whatever you've done it in, it's the wrong thing. So you need to have it in both languages. Mm -hmm. So you leave and you get it translated and then you come back and you wait in line and you've got yeah. your lawyers with you and you've got your stamps and you've got your contracts and the people and we're all having little chats and the coffee and you wait in line and eventually you get called up and you go there and you say, okay, great. We've got the, got the contract. It's in two languages, got our stamps, got our lawyers, invoice is done. We're ready to go. And they go, ah, there is a problem. And you go, okay, all right. What's the problem? They say, this uh, was not uh, translated by a court official appointed uh, translator. It needs to be a court appointed translator, not just a translator. Okay. okay, fine. Off you go again. You get your court appointed translator. You pay another person. You translate it. You go back again. This is your third time back now. And this is, I swear this is all true. I swear to God this is all true. So you get in there and you say, great. Okay. You know, I've got my court appointed translator. He's translated this document. Got my lawyers, got my stamps, got my invoice, got my contracts, ready to go. Stamp the document, let's just notarize this thing. Let's do it, let's do it. And they say, ah, there's a problem. <laughs> what? What is the problem now? They said, how do we know the court-appointed translator has translated it accurately? Because he's a court-appointed translator. You must get an opinion that it is translated properly. Off you go again. You get an opinion for the translator who's translated the document that you already know what the thing says. They go back with the contracts and the stamps, the lawyers. The lawyers are happy because they're getting paid by the hour. So they go back. You all go back again for the fourth or fifth time. I've lost count now. And now you're getting just pissed off, right? And you're in there and you've got your lawyers. You've got your thing. It's got the, a document to say, all this kind of stuff. This is, I swear to God, the truth, Mac. This is the, this is the punchline. Don't take my punchline, okay? This is the punchline. You get in there and you're absolutely confident now. There's nothing else they can say, but they do. Uh -huh. That is a problem. <laughs> you say, what? You're screaming now. What is the problem now? They say, and I swear to God, this is what they said to me. I swear on my children. This is what they said to me, Max. How do uh -huh. we know you want, to, you want to buy the truck? <laughs> How do well, you know I, know I want to buy the truck? I say, perhaps because I've been here five times with the invoices, the contracts, the owner, the lawyers, the stamps. I say, this is the owner of the truck. I'm the buyer of the truck. Let me just say to you, I would like to buy your truck. Will you sell me the truck? He goes, I will sell you the truck. Do you want it? Yes, I would like it. Is that good enough? No, they said, we need a letter that says you are <laughs> wanting to buy the truck. <laughs> and this was how today, a similar thing today, I was expecting some money to come over and, uh, and, and, it, and it hasn't because it's been sent, but... It's gone somewhere and it's just, it's, it's gone. Basically it's sent to me, but it's not going to get to me because something wasn't signed and now it will just disappear. And so basically, so I, that was my money I was going to use to buy this, <laughs> this espresso machine. And, but along the way, so I was thinking this ECM, I was looking at the Classica, uh, yes, the Classica 5 Slim because it's slim mm -hmm. and uh, it's well made. And, and it's five. It's what? And it's five, which is better than four, five. right? And it's like like four times better than one, right? So that's uh, a good thing. 
And unless you go in the other direction, in which case, obviously, but that's not the way it works. So everybody knows it goes from one to five. <clears throat> and uh, and what I really liked about it is it had a, a controllable uh, pressure valve, OP, OPV. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, it looked beautiful. And I just coveted it. And, and I wanted it. And I was sucking my thumb and, and thought I was going to push the button. Uh, but I noticed two things. First, I couldn't believe this. It didn't have a PID. I just, I literally, just for some reason, just noticed that it didn't have a PID. Um, it's a, had a vibration pump, but but, yeah. but no, but no PID. And then I, I started to look at boiler uh, um, uh, components, and I started to, mm-hmm. to wonder whether it had the right uh, whether it had the right uh, material for a boiler. And I thought, who do I know that knows the difference between a copper boiler and a stainless steel boiler? And I couldn't think of anybody, so I thought I'd ask if you knew anyone. You can tell. <laughs> one is red and one is white. <laughs> that was possibly the, like, yeah. the longest intro into what's the difference between a steel and copper boiler. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Copper is reddish. Is rubbish. Red-ish. A reddish. Okay. It's almost red. Uh-huh. So, that's how you can tell if it's a boiler. If it's a copper boiler. Okay. Let me just make notes. Red ish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel so like we're getting somewhere. And, and if you, when you open it, if you see a, a, a red thing, that's a, that's, that's a copper. Uh-huh. Or the, of the, they painted the, 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 the steel. <laughs> Why are you torturing me, Max? Why are you torturing me? You know what I go through. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry, but there's a problem. Okay, <laughs> I should never, I should never have told you. Damn it! Yeah, too late. <laughs> so uh, you were looking at the Synchronica, no ECM. What? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably just going to wait off and get the Synchronica out like a little bit later on. But but I, I have to, I I, I have it to wait. Cost an apartment. Well, I know that. Uh, yeah. I have to wait until I've got some great excuse uh, to yeah, do I mean, but Do you have a letter why you want to buy it? Do I have? To, how do you know you want to buy it? Uh, and yeah. So but, uh, if I get the slim, so the options are I could get the slim and attach a PID, but then it's kind of like, it's kind of like sticking something on the Mona Lisa, isn't it? You know? It's, yeah. it's a beautiful machine. Why so would you wreck it by the, what? Mechanica, Slim, or uh, it's the the Slim, not the Mechanica. The Mechanica has the PID, but does not have. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, but does not have. Um, uh, but it's it's a, a single boiler one. versus a heat exchanger. And to be honest with you, the heat exchanger isn't a huge huge deal because I hardly make milk drinks. It's all espresso for me. But I feel like yeah, exactly. I feel like I want to try one. You know, I, I just, I just want it. You want uh, a heat exchanger? Yeah. I have one coming back. You want to try it? What, what have you got? I've got the the, the Oscar, the, the Nova Simonelli. Oh, the Simonelli. Yeah, maybe I yeah. could, maybe I could try that. Because but, I think. Uh huh. I don't know. I have my my ideas on uh, on heat exchangers. If you if you make one coffee, it doesn't doesn't make sense. No, well, yeah. If you don't need to be to, to make uh, like several in a row, you're wasting energy and you're actually complicating your life. Oh, 
Let's well, go well, again, was, ruining was... my fantasies with common sense. I thought we talked about this. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so I should get I should get the uh, I should play around with one. Maybe I'll come look look when it comes back. Let me borrow it for a couple of weeks, and then see how I get on with I it. Could do that, and then um, and then you're right. I'll, I'll probably just I'll probably do something sensible and get a. But the thing is, if I'm gonna, I, I well, you know what I'm thinking to do. I, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want anyone to know. But what I'm thinking to do is oh, to good. don't say that podcast then. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. All right, I won't say it. So no, um, say that. <laughs> I knew you want to know now? No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Well, I'm. I'm just thinking to make some videos. I'm thinking to make. Some, I don't want to do the YouTube video thing because people are better than me at doing that, and and I and I, and I, I can't compete at that. But I'm thinking to do just some videos on uh, actually to to supplement some blog stories. So not like not like whole reviews of things, but just videos and certain techniques. Um, and uh, and I can do that. To be honest, I see no reason why I can't do that on on my Gagia. Um, it's just that I feel I feel. Oh God, I'm going to admit this. I feel. Um, uh, I, I feel. What's the word? Uh, inferior compared to all the people with the ten thousand pounds worth of equipment that they use on their YouTube videos. And I'm sitting there with my Gagia Classic. I feel inferior. It's an inferiority complex, Max. Uh, why? I, I miss well. I miss my big three group Electra. If I had that in my kitchen, you know, then people would know I'm serious. You would have very high electricity bills. <laughs> just, that doesn't matter. The hell with it all. And I would you look would serious. Have to wake up very early. Sorry. <laughs> Did I tell you the time I bought a mainframe computer? I couldn't fit it through the window. Oh yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have yeah, ordered it at an auction for a hundred bucks. Uh, you know, uh, you know inputs purchases. The great thing is about this podcast is we're actually getting more and more listeners. The great thing is is that I can retell the same old stories because all the new listeners haven't I know, heard. Right? I know, and they can think that that's the first yeah. time. That Nick's really funny because he tells these funny stories. They won't know if they go back to episode one. I, it's the same story I've told like ten times before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking at the um, at the ECM that you were looking at. Yeah. It's funny enough. It's one thing I never understand with these machines. They all look the same. I like them. What's wrong with it? It doesn't not broke. It's a box. It's yes. a box with two knobs on the front. No, Max, you're missing out the important. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're missing out the important part. It's a shiny box, Max. Shiny. You have a Ganja Classic. It is a shiny box. It's not as shiny, though, is it? Um, it polished. Well, it's not chrome, though. You can get it? chrome. It's stainless steel. It's, it's, it, it, I, I need chrome. It's like... Um, you can I was, get it chrome for like, less than that machine. <laughs> I could chrome plate it. I don't know. I, I think um, I'm just yeah, going to stick. I see the point in that one. It's an E61 group head yeah. um, with a vibration pump, which exactly, is perfectly yeah. fine. Because quiet. So the, the, the improvements you would get is the heat exchanger, if you can consider that an improvement. Uh-huh. 
the E61 group head that mm-hmm. you can then modify into having actually um, flow profiling. Oh wait 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 wait! You can, you can modify the you can modify it to have flow profiling on that machine. I thought that was only on the more expensive machine. It's an E sixty one group head. You can modify it. Oh wait wait! When you mean modify it, do you mean like weld something onto it, or do you mean buy a kit? No 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 no! You unscrew the top bolt of the. Oh, it's got the, the little one group head. Oh, yeah. And the mushroom comes off, and you can you can install. Um, I think it's about 250, 200 pounds yeah. kit from from uh, Hola Telov that they, they they designed it, and uh, there is a pin, a needle valve on it, and you can do flow profiling. It looks rubbish because it has a knob coming out. It doesn't have a nice flappy paddle, mm. but you can modify that, and you could. At least my idea was to to automate that. Uh, with a servo or with a or with a um, stepper motor, and actually building automated flow profiles. You see, Max, you know what you should do whilst you're on holiday is design this for me. Wouldn't that be fun? I have it in my head. If you if you buy the parts, <laughs> I can do it. All I need to do is get my money. money. Get my money. <laughs> get yeah. my money back. Your money is a problem, and there's nothing you can solve. <laughs> I actually found that's very true. It's it's pretty much there are very few things in life that that throwing money at it doesn't make the problem go away. Yeah, I mean, and also, is coffee a problem really? <laughs> well, yeah, no, coffee is such a coffee is such a lovely thing. Hey, look, we're twenty five minutes in. It's almost time to talk yeah, I think about we coffee. Do the review now. <laughs> should we do the review? <laughs> yeah, but uh, we haven't talked even about the. Um, the difference in boilers. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was the whole point, right? So yeah, so but you teased yeah. me and you didn't come to the. I wasn't sure if you were going to actually satisfy I know, I know. my I'm sorry. yeah I'm inquisitiveness. Sorry. Go on, no, go I'm on. not. I'm not sorry, but I am. <laughs> sorry, I'm, pretend, sorry. I'm pretending to be. So these has a stainless steel boiler, not a copper boiler. Yeah, it doesn't really matter um, it, having copper, stainless steel, or brass. The difference that you have is the um, heat conductivity. So basically, um, stainless steel will take longer to heat up and to cool down. So it's it's going to basically it's going to waste more energy in in warming up. Gotcha. Um, and personally, I don't love the, the the concept of uh, having stainless steel in the in the water path because stainless steel can uh, retain some of the chemicals in we're talking of uh, uh, large chemicals or, i don't know uh, wanted to say too fast anyway multiple polyaromatic hydrocarbons or um, hydrocarbons in general huh. it can it, they can stick to to steel copper is a little more inert-ish. Uh-huh. I'm not sure about it, though, to be honest. I was... Um, there is a cleanup. Huh? No, I was trying to read this up before the call, and I um, and I was looking, you know, Googling. Actually, I put a new browser on it, and, and I was getting horrible results. I couldn't understand why nothing. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't find any information, and I realized it had installed Bing by default. 
so I quickly <laughs> changed that. Uh, and then I was looking up uh, differences and people were sort of saying that, yeah, you know, I can taste the difference on copper. They weren't saying specifically against stainless steel, but they were like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, copper, I can taste it. So, you know, I didn't know about that. If you can taste copper, then you have bigger problems because all of the water pipes in the UK are made mostly in copper in the houses. Yeah. Unless your house has been built in the 90s or, sorry, no, in the 2000s or, or more recently, you have copper pipes. Hmm. So, yeah, so probably more to do with how I long just, the water is sitting there and the kind of nature of the water as well, right? No, it, it doesn't really matter. Copper is that doesn't doesn't add to the flavor. Doesn't the no? I mean the, the, the actual water, not the not not the material it's sitting uh, against, but the uh, the actual water itself. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, yes. But listen, uh, I got something funny be... to tell you. I I, I whilst mm-hmm. looking this up, um, I looked up. Uh, I was looking up boilers of different machines to see what materials they were made out of to to see if I could derive any kind of um, answer based on you know quality brands and what a quality brand like what does a La Mazzocco use and you know what is a what does a mm-hmm. cheaper machine use, and I came across this website called Versus.com, and name and shame. <laughs> It's a terrible site. Uh, and shame on you, Mr. Versus. Uh, and it's, uh, it's done a, uh, a comparison between a Breville dual boiler and a Lama Zocco GS3. And it says, which yep. one's better? Okay. So this just came up. I just happened to stumble across this when I was looking at uh, boilers. And it says Breville dual boiler okay. versus Lama Zocco GS3. They give the uh, Breville dual boiler 88 points. And the uh, mm-hmm. Lamazocco, uh, thirty-eight, and yeah. and they say under the question mark, why is the Breville dual boiler better than a Lamazocco GS three? And it has examples here as such as one has a commercial steam wand. <laughs> uh huh. It has a fifty-eight mil porter filter, and a transparent water tank. Um. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> People are making buying decisions uh, based on this kind of stuff. They got a no, sure if, if you're planning to invest, what, shy of uh, 6,000 for a Lamarzoc or shy of 3,000 for a Breville dual boiler, I'm pretty sure you, you know your stuff or yeah. you have so much money that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's true. And there are people like that. And I want to know them. Yeah, yeah. If you're one of those people, please write to me. Um, we can definitely <laughs> work something out. Let me have a look at your coffee machine. Please, and please let exactly me. Exactly why it's not I take it off your hands. I was so hoping one of my friends. I'm still waiting for like one of my friends to become like super famous and rich, so I can just go and hang out with them. You know, I'm very disappointed in all my friends. If my friends are listening to this podcast, I'm disappointed in you. You should all, at least some of you, should be rich by now, so I can come round to your pool parties. Hang out as one of your groupies. <laughs> <laughs> Mingle with the wrong people. Ah, so hey. In, in, in long story short, the, the stainless, using stainless steel is um, for a boiler is just a matter of practicality. It's uh, it's got uh, it's easier to machine, but it's harder to to weld, for example. Uh huh. Unless you're unless you're specialized. 
I mean, in in general, it, it requires higher temperatures. Okay. Uh, but it's more common. Copper, you need specialist people to, to, to weld copper. Oh, is that right? Well, it's a, it's a bit different. It's not exactly the, the, the same thing. You need to be a little more gentle because it's a softer metal, of course. Oh, okay. You, you do brazing with the copper. You don't do welding. Oh, okay. Most of the time. Well, you know me. I can't change a light bulb. So anything like this is, you're like talking magic to me. This is this is all magic. It's like that guy <laughs> said, was it uh, was it Asimov or no? I think maybe it was Isaac Asimov, you know, the fantasy writer who who said, uh, so, oh God, actually, I can't remember what he said. It was something like um, uh, all, something? all science is all science is magic until you know how until you understand it or something like that. Basically, he's saying that magic is just stuff, you know, that you don't understand. Yeah, pretty much. Works. Yeah, science. Is, I would I would buy that. Yeah, science is magic. Um, um, the only thing uh-huh. in uh, stainless steel versus copper that actually makes sense is uh, using it in the uh, shower screen, in the dispersion shower screen. Yeah. That makes a difference. And there is a, an active debate on, uh, on on it about it because, um, especially in gadgets, you have the, the possibility of getting a copper uh, hmm. shower screen, which I have. Well, or a stainless steel shower screen. Well, wait, wait, which is wait. going to take. Why? Why, mm-hmm. why is one better over the other? Well, the copper one will equilibrate very fast at the uh, temperature of the rest of the machine. Oh yeah. So it takes less time to heat up and to be and to be at the same temperature, and also it transfers heat faster to the water. Right. While stainless steel is much slower, has a slower conductivity, heat conductivity, and it will take a lot longer to equilibrate and it will not fluctuate with the machine. So when when you're measuring, you will have two different temperatures because the the differential between them, the, 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 the the amount of time that it takes for them to lose um to lose temperature is different. So huh. your group head might be boiling hot, but mm-hmm. your, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, your boiler might be cold because you just pulled a shot, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. Which makes the whole, the this whole, whole temperature this, much. This whole heat thing is actually one of the most complex part of the... Um, the heat is probably a fancy term for this. Like if you're in engineering, you would know. They'd be like, the, oh, you're talking about the heat transfer uh, mechanism, Nick. Uh, the um, the adequated uh, heat widget uh, unit response uh, plan. Uh, it would be like some some kind of like uh, some kind of fancy terminology. But there, I bet you there's a whole science. People go to university and study four years just in learning how to get the water from the boiler to the uh, to the group head at a consistent temperature. I think this is actually why. Now, I think it's Victoria Duino, and they have, or is it, I can't remember, one of them, maybe both of them. They've got this uh, patented technology where uh, the, I know it's actually, it's it's Victoria Duino. They've got like little mini boilers almost inside the group heads. So um, Mm -hmm. it's more efficient because you're only heating up a very small amount of water, but it's right there at the group head. So you don't have to worry about changes in temperature from the boiler to the group head because it's, it's heating up, there's a heating element in the in the head, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure this. 
true. Or I'm making all that up. It's possible. Change, if you want to change the temperature in there, but if you want, consider when this technology was born. Mm-hmm. So, and what it was designed for. So, if you design a heat exchanger machine, yeah, and it has, um, and it's got. <clears throat> to do many things one after the other at the same temperature and uh-huh. be consistent. Uh-huh. What you want is something that uh, is basically is oversized. Mm-hmm. The heating, it must be oversized for, for the one coffee because one coffee must not affect it. Right. So what you have there is a thermosiphon. So you have a uh, literally a circuit that goes into the group head from the boiler mm-hmm. and equilibrating the boiler at a certain pressure, which is equivalent to a certain temperature, mm-hmm. means that your group head is going to stay at a, another temperature at which it will equilibrate eventually. Because you have this continuous flow, but you also have dissipation of, of heat. Uh-huh. And you will find an equilibrium, which is about 94 degrees because the inside of the boiler is about 100. If you reduce the pressure, you will reduce also the, the, the temperature of the heat exchanger and therefore of the group head. Of course, it's not as fast. Mm. So it, you really have to think about what problem you're trying to solve because the Victoria Duino system that you have the, the, the mini boiler on top of the group head, I think it's also with... Um, Something that looks very similar to um, to uh, La Marzocco. I think they have something similar, where you can heat up just the just the group head in a heat exchanger. Yeah. And Gaja also had something similar in the TD and the TS, mm-hmm. but electronically heated and electronically controlled group heads. So you can actually heat up the group head independently from from the heat exchanger. Uh huh. You know, Max, because, I'm just thinking. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Now I'm getting a message on my phone. Oh, God. Oh. So I'm um, just thinking that uh, <laughs> what it was like when I was a kid. Uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, oh, we were just drinking, we were just drinking, um, you know, instant coffee. And it was a big thing, mm-hmm. like when someone, when, when Nescafe came out with a new instant coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, it was really exciting. <gasps> Gold blend smooth. <laughs> it was, it was, and I'm just, you know, I'm just realizing, I'm just harking back to those days now. And now we're talking about nuances in temperature control at the group head. And I'm just thinking back mm-hmm. then, you know, what a simpler life I had, you know, when. Uh, well, because you never wondered how they made it. I don't, I still don't even want to know. I don't want to even know. No, you probably do, actually. It's very interesting. Well, soluble coffees. It, it, I, you know what? I should, I should do a whole thing on that because actually I don't know how they make it, but it's uh, it's a big market. Like in markets like Nigeria, for example, it, it people drink. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing that they drink. Absolutely, actually, Well, actually, you know, that's that's just, you know, your cheap old put a, put a, a, a teaspoon in a cup with some hot water type coffees. But you go out into lots of other countries and, um, you know, the Nescafe machines, which is just mm-hmm. you know cheap coffee with a lot of sugar uh, in them. They're they're hugely popular, hugely popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so hey, talking about hugely popular. Uh, yes. 
I, I couldn't think of another segue into it. Talking about hugely popular, we should talk about the coffee of this week. Yes, ethical addiction. Uh, oh, crap. No, it's not. It's addiction. not ethical crap. It's ethical addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me edit you. Could they call it like ethical multiplications or something? No, that does it has to be addictions, and I get it confused with. Additions. I think it's a yeah. I think it's it's a bit of a long wind wind name, but it's 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 good. If you actually listen to what they're saying on their website, you can kind of get an idea that they're they're actually committed to the whole ethics thing. It's not just uh, they're addicted to their ethics. They're addicted to their ethics. I'm trying to quit, you know. Yeah, but I have I want, to be. I have to be ethical. I, I want to be really and bad, really but cool. I'm stuck with this ethical. Uh, no, they're really <laughs> nice. They're really nice. The head bean, as they call themselves, Ian does a video on the front. I really think people should go and listen to that because he's actually he he describes in about eight eight or ten minutes. I think he's got a video going, describes the the details that they go, uh, the the lengths mm-hmm. they go into, and how they work with their farmers. But that's not the point. The point is. Coffee, Max. Did you like the coffee or not? Coffee. Um, I'm sorry, not really. <laughs> I know you didn't. I had to ask I, you that because I know you didn't like it. Tell me, tell me, why didn't you like it? What was wrong with it? Because actually, this was a coffee that you should have liked. I know. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, they say that it was a dark, full strength and smooth. Yeah. So first, first of all, very oily beans, extremely oily, which is could be good, could be bad. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know I, I expect a lot of crema, mm-hmm. which is what was there. Um, and uh, the first time, the first coffee, I actually said actually very nice. So I got big tiger stripes, I got earthy flavors, nutty, mild chocolate, but there was this burnt taste at the back of it, uh-huh. which I didn't like. Yeah. Um, it was a very dark roast. And then as as long uh, when I while I went around and trying to dial in, it got worse. Mm-hmm. It got a lot worse. I got it uh, as an Americano, it ran fast, uh, it was prominently earthy, but it was a lot smoky and burnt flavor. I was finding a lot of burnt aftertastes. Mm-hmm. And it's a very fluffy coffee. That means that there is very, very little water left in it. There's very little moisture left in the coffee. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it basically, it, it, when you grind it, it, it becomes super fluffy. So 18 grams, I was struggling to put them into the into the 18 gram right. uh, sorry, filter. Um, in general, I was always finding this, I don't want to say it, but almost Starbucks-y flavor aftertaste okay. that was burnish. I know it's bad, so that's what I didn't like. I could not get it was the uh, the bitter aftertaste, right? Yes, there okay. was. Um, the, 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 you know, the, it's there is nice flavors. It was not definitely some chocolate here and there I could find, but there was this burning, this, this burnt aftertaste, this burnt bitterness aftertaste that I did not like, and I couldn't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So. Here's what I, here's what I, this is interesting because I uh, also had the bitterness in the aftertaste. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I liked this. I, I'm telling you, I, I liked it. Um, it wasn't my, the favorite espresso I've ever had. Um, but I liked it. As a matter of fact, I actually just gone back and bought a bunch more from them. 
<laughs> but not the same, not the same bean, but uh, a different, a different one. But I, um, mm. but I, I liked it, and I, and I, I tell you, so I, I also got the the bitter aftertaste though. So it wasn't just you; it, it was definitely, it was definitely there. Um, what I liked about it though was the rest of it. It was really syrupy and thick and bold and intense. And yeah. this is a man's coffee. I mean, this is possibly too much of a man's coffee for you, Max. This is possibly what it was. <laughs> um, but this, this was, this was, uh, who was that guy who played, who was that guy who played um, uh, the, the uh, oh God, um, the guy with the hairy chest. Oh, God. The, 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 guy, the guy who played uh, the, the, uh, the private detective on an island in Hawaii with the English guy. Um, and, and he was, and he drove a Ferrari, he drove the English guy's Ferrari. He was a private investigator. What was his name? Ah, uh, I know who you mean. You Magnum PI. Magnum PI. This is okay. So, okay. Right. So this is the coffee that you would drink if you're Magnum PI and you have a hairy chest, or if you don't have a hairy chest and you want to be like Magnum PI, uh, this is the coffee to drink to put the hair on your chest because it was definitely really strong. First time I made it, it was a bit too rich, a bit too strong. Um, I think I put in, I put in 20 grams. Uh, I put in 70 grams first and it wasn't good. Wow. And I put in 20 grams and I got it really thick, syrupy. I only had 45 grams. I, I was, but it was good, but it was possibly a little bit too strong. So I started playing around. I started mm -hmm. dropping the amount of coffee. And when I dropped the amount of coffee, it ran faster and I got a lot of that bitterness in there. So I went back the other way. I increased the dose and uh, I lowered the temperature that I was extracting. I increased the dose, uh, ran it for a shorter period of time. And I ended up, mm -hmm. the, the bitterness almost, almost completely went. Um, and I had great texture, really thick texture. It was strong, but not overpowering. But it was just a strong, smooth, like punch you in the face espresso in the morning, which is which is absolutely, you know, what I really uh, what I really deserve uh, first thing. So um, I, here's what I would say. Here's what I would say because I I I promised myself first of all disclaimer. I like the people and the people contacted me and they actually asked us to review the the coffee and I said, "Are you crazy? <laughs> you know, you've seen some of the reviews that we give." And so they said, you know, we've seen the reviews. We've seen the bad reviews that you've given as well as the good reviews. And we want you to review our coffee. And I thought, you know what? Kudos to them. I really like that kind of that kind of uh, spirit uh, because, but then. Yeah, I remember things. I really wanted to like it. <laughs> yeah, I know, because, yeah. right? But the thing is, is that we, if we, if we pretended that we, that we liked it, if we didn't, and then we pretended that we did, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be doing them any favors or, you know, or, or no, exactly. and I don't think they would even want that. Uh, I think these are decent people. They wouldn't want that. So they want us to tell it as it is. That's what they said to me. They said, look, we have faith in the beans. We tell it as it is. So, okay. So how it is, is that, uh, is that, that we found there to be an element of bitterness in there and for you is overpowering for me. I managed to get rid of a lot of that, that overbearing bitterness and mm -hmm. keep the, the strong, smooth syrupy taste, which I mean, I just really love. I got to be honest with you, Max, I think you're turning into me and I'm turning into you because you're liking some of the acidic oh, yeah. coffees 
And I'm actually now preferring right now, I'm going through a, a phase where I get up in the morning, I don't want to mess around with anything saying, can I taste the blackberry? I, 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 I want that smooth, dark roast coffee. I want a coffee that's a coffee. It's not a shame to be a coffee. It says, I'm Magnum PI. I've got hair in my chest. This is the Tom Hanks, not the Tom Hanks, the Tom Cruise. You know what I mean by, you don't know what I mean by, okay, so this is, right. So a, a lot of the coffees, a lot of the coffees that we taste you're, you're playing around with. They're a bit like one of those actors mm -hmm. that's a bit, you know, precious. And you have to tell them they're great every day. Give them a pep talk. You're the star. You're the greatest. Oh, go out there. You know, you're going to be amazing. You're the best. You know, they have mm -hmm. to be like, you have to like, you have to sweet talk those espressos. I don't know about you, but I open the bag of these beans in the morning and I have to talk to the beans. I have to say, hey, listen, you know, you're great. You're going to do a great job today. You're going to be, you're going to turn into something really amazing in this cup. You know, because I feel like they have to, they need that. Otherwise they just don't perform. They just, they can't be bothered. And, and. But this espresso, you don't need to say anything. You throw it in the grinder, you push the button, and you get your damned espresso. And it's a bit like, so it's a bit like Tom Cruise in the sense that, have you ever seen a Tom Cruise movie where Tom Cruise is oh, not like Tom Cruise? No. <laughs> right? He's always Tom Cruise. It's the same Tom Cruise. It doesn't matter what movies he's in, he's a Tom Cruise. And these beans are the Tom Cruise beans for me because you're going to put them in. You don't have to talk them. You know, you don't have to talk to them. You don't have to, to butter them up. You don't have to cajole them. You don't have to flatter them. You just throw them in the grinder, push mm -hmm. the button. They do the job. As long as you've got the dial, you, you know, you've got them dialed in. And, and I think maybe dialing them in is a bit more work than it should be. And that would be my criticism. Dialing them in was a bit more work than it should be. Um, but once you've got mm -hmm. them dialed in, as long as you like strong, uh, strong espressos, um, yeah. then this is this is one That's to try. One of the notes I actually I actually wrote this would be a good staple roast for a cafe. Yeah. And it's something that I have tried, but I I because I, I didn't I didn't have the opportunity. But uh, I should have tried them in the commercial coffee machine. Uh-huh. Oh uh, yeah. 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 I don't have the, that choice, but I think it would have done well. It reminded me a little bit, a little bit like the espresso that we were doing in my shop. Um, but actually, That's I think a little bit better than the espresso I was doing in my shop, as long as you've got the bitterness out of there. But it was the texture was definitely better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say something about the company. Sorry, go on, Max. Yes, sir. Sorry, I just wanted to to ask if they say what coffee machine they used oh. to to to, ta to do taste tests. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I, I mean, they've got a. They, I don't think because so. Some of the roasters actually say what they're using. Ah. Uh, let's go and have a look. Let's go and have a look. I'm on their website now because I wanted to be able to refer to it. Oh, they do hot chocolate. I'm going to do what kind of hot chocolate. Oh. Don't get sidetracked, Nick. Oh. Well, they use sugar in it. Cocoa and sugar. No, I can't. I'm not going to do it with sugar. Um, <laughs> well, no, because you know what it is. I, I, I'm tasting the hot chocolate yeah. from... I shouldn't really say this on the poor review for for ethical addiction, but from um, from Pete Murray, Pete Murray, uh, who <laughs> we're doing uh, looking at the hot chocolate is really nice because they use um, coconut sugar, uh, which is which mm -hmm. is good. Um, but uh, but uh, I am a big hot chocolate fan. So anyway, no, so they don't uh, they do host wholesale. So um, so they definitely they sell to they sell to businesses. Uh, and that's possibly, okay. do you know what? That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? They do wholesale. Mm -hmm. I bet you that's what they sell to the wholesalers who, who 
they get it dialed in, then they just make that espresso that that I can see that being a signature espresso for uh for uh yeah, a regular it coffee shop. would be it would be a, a very good staple. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's something that stands out, but uh, it's not something that if I'm faffing about at home, I would I would prefer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but I will tell you something a little bit about this company because I went on and, um, I'll tell you what I liked about them. They do teas as well and cups and things. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I liked about them is there's a lot of information, um, about where they buy their beans from. They don't just buy them direct trade from uh, some intermediary that's doing the direct trade part. They actually go there and they actually work directly with the farmers and they get involved in uh, in projects to help those farmers uh, improve their working conditions and also help those farmers improve their product so that they can pay a better price for them, so that they can charge a better price and everyone wins. I mean, it is, um, you go and take a look at what they do. And uh, I was really impressed. It's part of the reason, I'll be honest with you, it's part of the reason I went back and bought more, more beans from them. Uh, it's because I think that a company that actually takes the effort, and you can go and you can see pictures of, you know, various people from their company uh, on the ground in uh, the coffee farms in, in, in Africa and places where they um, get involved directly in, in, uh, in local projects. And I think that's, um, I think that's a really, a really uh, worthwhile kind of uh, business ethic to, to endorse. So I thought I would, um, I didn't buy this. I didn't buy those beans for review. I bought them just for myself. I bought a kilo of, I didn't want to, I bought a kilo of something. Uh, they look quite nice. Uh, I was going to say Tanzania, but I don't think it was. It was not the same beans. It was a single origin bean from Africa. And it was from somewhere I never heard of, Cameroon. Oh, here we go. I can't pronounce it, actually. I say Africa, but it's, um, oh my God, it's, it's, Jacutinga Sitio, Sitio, Jacutinga. See, somebody's going to know exactly how this is pronounced and think I'm a complete idiot. But uh, the Jacutinga Sitio, uh, where the hell mm -hmm. is this from? Maybe it's from, actually, no, it's from Brazil. So it goes to show what I got. <laughs> I don't even know it's from, but I like the idea. Is that what I bought? Fruit and hazelnut. Maybe I didn't buy that one. Uh, actually, no, I didn't buy that one. I don't know what I bought. It had caramel in it, though. Do you know, actually, I can tell anybody, if you want to, if you want to sell, or maybe it was a Machara Kilimanjaro. So they got all these different fancy coffees, <laughs> but it was one that says, uh, yeah, it was this one. It was, I said, okay, so I'm not wrong. Kilimanjaro, so Africa. So in a way, one of our favorites from the slopes of Mount Kilimanjaro is smooth with chocolate and caramel. So, you know, the secret to me, uh, if you want to sell me coffee, is just say it's got caramel taste to it and I'm there. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. So roasters, listen well. Just lie about it. Just tell just tell Nick. He's gonna buy it at this point. <laughs> and I'll spend ages trying to find the caramel. Even bread, I probably st I, I will find the caramel, even though it's not there. Yeah. Confirmation bias is your friend. <sighs> There's four biases, Max. What are they? Confirmation bias? What are the other three? That's a test. Uh then there is uh, then the I don't know. I can't remember either. I can't be bothered to look it up. That's your homework for next week. Except you're not here next week. You're going away for two weeks. I get two weeks. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be off. I'm going abroad. 
You're actually going Wales. abroad. What happens if you can't get back? I'm going to Wales. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not abroad. Okay, north or south Wales? Uh, north. Okay, so I've been up that's to abroad. Well, no, I used to I used to live in Wales. I actually had a farm. I'm a farmer. I grew up in I grew up in Wales. I grew up in uh, in the Wye Valley. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm serious. Like, I grew up in the Wye Valley. I mean, uh, in near uh, well, first of all, in uh, near the Wye Valley, in a place called Cherry Orchard Farm, uh, near Monmouth, and then uh, we moved to uh, Shropshire, and uh, mm. and I went back. I went back some years ago to look at the beautiful farm. It's a beautiful farm. It's a great place to grow up as a kid. You know, you have a farm to yourself and it's lovely. And I went back and it all been turned into flats. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Flats and a corporate event, a corporate events place. Aww. It's uh, never do that. Never go back. Never look back, Max. Always look forwards. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. But it, it was so kind of you to jump on on your Monday evening. Thank you very much. No worries. Yeah. So how many thumbs do you give to this coffee? Huh? How many thumbs up do you give to this coffee? Oh, this thumbs up? I'm going to give one and a half. I'm going to give one and a half thumbs one up. Half. Yeah. Well, out of what? Out of two. two. I've only got two thumbs, Max. We've talked about this. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe five. I don't know. <laughs> I'm giving you one and a half thumbs up. I, 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 I liked it. I just, I think if I could just get rid of that, that bitterness or maybe we had a bad batch or I don't know what. Um, that said, we've you know what we've been to a few places that we've had amazing coffees from, and we've ordered again from them, and yeah. and, and they've not been as good second time around. So it just goes to show that uh, that our opinion is meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you give it? I giving it um, one and a half thumbs up, and from Max, I would say one because I did like the dark roast, but I wouldn't go further. Yeah. Okay, that's a fair assessment. I think you can't say fairer than that, mate. <laughs> Max, you, you have yourself a great evening, and uh, we'll catch up when you're back. In, in is it two weeks you're going away for? In a, no, we're just for for one week. Uh, okay. From next week, I'm off. Okay, but, super. Uh, We've got some podcasts the, the in the bag, so the listener won't know oh, anything. Yeah. The will not notice any difference because we will be able to issue all of these podcasts in time. I, I feel so clever for, for recording some in advance. Um, yeah. And uh, another little spoiler. Yeah. Uh, we are probably, maybe, potentially, going to review. Do you want to say it? No, I can't even remember what it is. So I can't say so no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Decaf. Oh, I, okay, I thought you were, yeah, yeah. I'm going to order some decaf. I haven't decided which decaf to order. It's going to have to be decaf from... Get the, get the one that I, that I already have, so at least we get... Uh, this oh, you've is, got one uh, already? Going to go off the records. Uh-huh. <laughs> I sent you the one. Uh, get that one, so you can just order it for yourself, and we, so we have the same. Yeah, okay, if you've got one already, that saves me the money. Excellent. You know, I'm all about being cheap. Yeah. All right, I'm going to order it. Right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, taking up decaf. I mean, I'm going to have to. Um, yeah, wow. I, mean, I don't think I've ever had well, decaf coffee. Got, I'm a little bit nervous, if I'm honest with you. I mean, what if I drink it and I like it? You know, that that's. I know. Right? <laughs> what will I do? Well, there's going to be lots of talk about how do, how they do it, how they make it. Oh, that's true. 
That's true because the so processes have changed quite a bit. I was actually uh, I was actually really up in this a little while back, and uh, you know it's not your da- it's not your father's decaf as they say. This is uh, this is a whole new process of of making mm-hmm. of making. Oh this. yeah, yeah. So we'll have a science discussion. I better read. I better get a book on the subject so I I look <laughs> erudite and intelligent on the call. <laughs> I think I've signed off three times now. Is it two times? Third time's a charm. Hey Max. Yes. Hey, thanks for coming on your weekday, buddy. It's really appreciated. No <laughs> I'll see you in a week. See you in a week. <laughs> <laughs>